I may have found one of the best true petty revenge stories of all of Hollywood. We'll talk all about it on this week's episode of The Internet Says It's True. Hey, welcome back to The Internet Says It's True, where every week we learn something that sounds made up but is really true. Part of the WCBE podcast experience. My name is Michael Kent. Hey, what's up? This is episode 163, a story I've had on my list to talk about for quite a while and one that you may have never heard. Uh, first off, we've got a couple new Tizitors. By the way, I'm starting to hate the name Tizitors. Uh, if you've got a better name for the, the fun club of patrons of this podcast, send it in. Let me know. I need a better name. Uh, but anyway, thank you to Chuck M. and to Sarah L. for signing up. You'll be getting some fun stuff in the mail. And by fun stuff, I mean stickers. Sorry if that ruins the surprise. You can join Patreon at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. And you can join at any monthly level, as little as $1 a month, just to show your support. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. I am once again asking for your financial support. I also have a fun piece of mail from a fan. This is from a user going by Vixmix sent in to me. It says, quote, Stick to the subject advertised. I am not interested in the yap yap with you and your friend. I will not be listening to the internet says it's true. End quote. Uh, Vix Mix, sorry you didn't like the show, but I do want you to know I'm listening. So, in your honor, I'll be renaming the guest segment of the show to Yap Yap with me and a friend. So, you know, keep sending in those comments, folks. I really do appreciate it. I really do mean it. I love hearing from people. So let's get on with it. Get on with it. Yes! This week's story is ongoing, but it's been ongoing since 1990. This episode is a story about petty revenge, and I love petty revenge stories. In fact, I recently told one on my TikTok, and it got picked up by a bunch of people who added their own stories to it and was put into a bunch of compilations. It's something I did a few years ago, and you may have heard me tell this story. When I was in college at Ohio State, I used to make the drive to Ohio University a lot. It's about 90 minutes away from Columbus. So uh, a lot of the time I would go and find somewhere to spend the night. And My friend and I went down there once, found a place to crash, but in the morning found that my car had been towed. It cost me $70 to get the car back. Plus, you know, you had to, I had to bum a ride all the way outside of town to go get the car. Well, something like 20 years later, that same tow truck company hired me for a magic show for their Christmas party down in Athens, Ohio, and I took the gig, but I tacked on an extra $70 to the fee. So that's the kind of petty revenge we're talking about here. I found some other good stories online that people sent in to talk about their petty revenge. This one was from a user named Miss Melonpan. Mmm, Melonpan. I think Nick and I talked about Melonpan on last week's show. Anyway, she says, quote, My husband plays games on his phone instead of helping around the house and with his kids. This is after years of me asking nicely and begging. We now use a router that I bought. I throttled the speed for his phone only, end quote. That's a pretty good one. Uh, here's another marital one from Nina Carlson. When I first got married, my husband would leave his boxers on the bathroom floor every single night. After asking, begging, and threatening violence to get him to put his boxers in the laundry basket, I just got sick of it and started wrapping his dirty drawers around his pillow every time he left them on the floor. I haven't seen boxers on the floor for 19 years now. <laughs> and here's a great one from Timonia's 1030. In Atlantic City, we were woken at 4 a.m. by a next-door neighbor, a loud and belligerent bachelorette party. 
Despite calling down twice and going over there to ask them to keep it down, they ignored the knock and giggled, shushing each other. We figured we were up, so we might as well head home. We left behind a 7.30 a.m. alarm set up on maximum volume. Okay, that one's pretty devilish. As someone who stays in a lot of hotels, that's about the worst, especially if they were up all night. Anyway, in my opinion, Warren Beatty has all of these people beat, and it all has to do with his portrayal of Dick Tracy. Tracy drives you crazy, doesn't he? Dick Tracy was a comic strip character created by Chester Gould, first published in 1931. The character was loosely based on federal agent Elliot Ness and would follow his exploits taking out a whole host of bad guys. The comic strip evolved into comic books and even a radio show that started running in 1935. There were eventually a few Dick Tracy films, one in 1945, then 46 and 47. Several television series and TV cartoons followed. But to people these days, the most notable depiction of Dick Tracy was in the feature film starring Warren Beatty 33 years ago. Dick Tracy, directed by, produced, and starring Warren Beatty, opened on June 14th of 1990 and did $162.7 million in the box office, the ninth highest grossing film of the year. It was produced with a budget of $46 million and was notable for its elaborate makeup and cartoon-like colors and costumes with lots of facial prosthetics, not to mention an amazing star-studded cast including Madonna, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, James Caan, Catherine O'Hara, Dick Van Dyke, and a whole bunch of other household names. Danny Elfman did the soundtrack, and it was released by Disney, Silver Screen Partners, and Touchstone Pictures. Roger Ebert gave it four stars, saying, quote, Dick Tracy is one of the most original and visionary fantasies I've seen on a screen, end quote. Most of the reception was good, but the Washington Post panned the film. Their critic Dessen Thompson said, quote, Dick Tracy is Hollywood's annual celebration of everything that's wrong with Hollywood, end quote, and said Beatty was too old for the part of Tracy at the age of 52. The film was nominated for seven Academy Awards, tied with Black Panther for the most nominations for a comic book movie. Warren Beatty was pretty notable in Hollywood for being a quadruple threat, actor, writer, producer, and director. He did that on Heaven Can Wait in 1978 and Reds in 1981. He won dozens of awards for his work. According to IMDb, he's been nominated 15 times by the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, and eight films he's produced have earned 53 Academy nominations. Not only that, you know the Carly Simon song, You're So Vain? Yeah, that's about Warren Beatty. <laughs> so, there you go. He made a ton of money with his 1967 film Bonnie and Clyde, which cost $2.5 million to make and netted Beatty something like $28 million just for himself because he negotiated that he would get 40% of the box office. The idea of Warren Beatty taking on Dick Tracy was an idea that came from one of his friends. At first he was reluctant, but then he loved the idea. Here's Beatty explaining why the Dick Tracy comic was so different. Dick Tracy is one, is the great uh, old uh, American comic strip. You know, it was the first comic strip that uh, wasn't funny. Dick Tracy was the first one that had violence and bad guys and good guys, and uh, it just it wasn't just looking for laughs. There were two little little cartoon pictures that I saw the moment I decided to do it. One was Dick Tracy just hit a guy and he knocked his hat off. And the caption said, take that, you cockroach. 
And the other one had Tess Trueheart standing with her hands on her hips saying, Dick Tracy, are you asking me to marry you? And when I looked at those two things, I thought, I, I got to make a movie of this. This, this, is, this could be fun. So much fun, in fact, that after the release and success of the film, he wanted to do it again. Beatty hoped that Dick Tracy would become a franchise for him like Indiana Jones was for Harrison Ford. He envisioned a whole slew of Dick Tracy follow-up movies. Now, Beatty himself owned the rights to the Dick Tracy character for television and film, but Disney said no to the follow-up. They had no interest in continuing the Dick Tracy franchise with Beatty. And that's the origin story for one of the weirdest petty revenge stories in Hollywood. We'll talk about it after a quick break. If you love listening to this podcast every week and you want to show your support, that would mean a great deal to me. You can do that by becoming a Patreon member. We've got members at all levels, whether you want to pledge $1 a month or $10 a month. Just think about the value that you receive from this show. And if you like the histories and the stories that you learn about or the jokes that you hear, and if you think that they're worth it, consider signing up. For that, you get every episode ad-free and a week early, access to bonuses like the unedited videos of the guest appearances, and 20% off all merchandise. You can sign up today at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. We're living through the most dynamic time in human history, and what we do as leaders matter. We are the ones that create the leverage to shift directions of our companies, our nonprofits, and our communities. As a leader or an emerging leader, please join me for a dynamic conversation with top thought leaders, academics, and executives to learn more about how to elevate your leadership. I'm Maureen Metcalf. Join us at the WCBE podcast experience at wcbe.org. There was a time that humans used 100% organic products as healing balms and moisturizers for their skin. Well, I've partnered with an awesome company that wants to get back to those times. Fatco sells organic and responsibly made tallow-based skincare products. For centuries, humans used tallow in skin moisturizers and healing balms, but unfortunately, the topical application of these fats seemed to stop around the same time that animal fats stopped being considered part of a healthy diet. A lot of modern skincare products do more harm than good by stripping your skin of its natural oils. Let's change that. You can try them out now at fatco.com and get 15% off your order by using my promo code INTERNET. Go to theinternetsaysitstrue.com slash deals for the link. Hi, this is Sue Foley, and I'm inviting you to listen to Music Journeys. Hear local and national artists share how the love of music began and what inspired their latest project. Mike Foley blends it all together with some music. Now, you can't believe him if he says he's related to me and inherited my musical talent, but you can be sure that other Foley will deliver a worthwhile listening experience, too. Listen to Music Journeys Saturday mornings at 1130 on WCBE and in the podcast experience at WCBE.org. Warren Beatty had purchased the television and film rights to the Dick Tracy character in 1985 from Tribune Media Services. Well, after the Dick Tracy film in 1990, Beatty had plans for a sequel, wanting the thing to turn into a franchise of films, but nobody wanted to work with him on it. Disney, who had optioned the original film, said no. Years went by without another Dick Tracy project, until 2002, when Tribune Media Services tried to regain the rights to the character and take it to Disney without Warren Beatty. The whole thing got turned into a messy legal battle 
which, quote, clouded the title, end quote, and ownership of the rights, and according to Beatty, made it impossible to make any sort of Dick Tracy project in the future. He tried to settle with Tribune in 2004, but they wouldn't agree. In 2005, Disney gave most of the rights back to Beatty because they didn't think Tribune's claim held up. Meanwhile, Tribune was moving forward on a live-action television series with the character. Beatty sued Tribune Media for $30 million and an official declaration that he had the rights. What happened then was a few years of incredibly complicated legal battles back and forth, and I won't get into all that here because what I'm interested in is the result, and frankly, reading it made my head spin. First of all, after four years of court cases, Tribune Media went bankrupt, but in the final ruling by a judge, Beatty could retain the TV and film rights to Dick Tracy as long as he produced some sort of film or television project every so often using the character. In other words, he couldn't just squat on it and do nothing with those rights. And that's how we got to where we are now. Warren Beatty is now 86 years old, and he's still appearing as Dick Tracy, but most people have never seen it. That's because every 14 years or so, Beatty puts on the iconic pastel yellow trench coat and hat to do a bizarre appearance as Dick Tracy. It's usually aired late at night on TV in an interview format, and it's purely done so Beatty can keep the legal rights to the character. He's 86. He's not really going to make another Dick Tracy movie. He's always teased the idea of doing so, but what he's really doing is his damnedest to ensure no one else will ever make a Dick Tracy film. So he's essentially hoarding the character for himself in a decades-long trolling job. In 2009, Turner Classic Movies aired the Dick Tracy special. They showed the 1990 film and had film critic Leonard Malton talk with Beatty, who was in character as Dick Tracy. I watched it, and it's really strange. Keep in mind, this is Leonard Malton interviewing Dick Tracy, being played by Warren Beatty. Beatty's in character here as Tracy talking about Warren Beatty. Now, both Ralph Bird and Morgan Conway are no yeah. longer with us, but yeah. uh, I've heard that uh, Beatty is interested in making another movie about you. Beatty. Making another movie about me. Yes, I've heard that. If he did uh, do another movie about me, that would be something that would cause me to take off my hat. <laughs> you know, to him, to Beatty. If he, if he made another movie about me, I would uh, take off my hat to him. Or I would, would tip it, at least, you know. But he might give you a better answer on that. I think you should do an interview with Mr. Beatty. I know he pretends he's not interested in self-promotion, but I'd say there's a pretty big uh, body of evidence as to uh, uh, his guilt in this uh, area. The whole thing is just super bizarre and really low budget. Then, 14 years later, in 2023, we get another obscure Dick Tracy appearance. At the age of 86, Beatty appeared in Dick Tracy Zooms In, which was another thing similar to the Dick Tracy special. This was a half-hour television program aired in the middle of the night. It featured interviews with both Warren Beatty and Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, talking with Ben Mankiewicz and Leonard Malton. And Beatty looks old. He looks tired. And the whole thing with Dick Tracy happens over Zoom, while the interview segments with Beatty as himself are filmed in studio. At one point, they've got Dick Tracy as a picture-in-picture -picture doing commentary on the 1990 film and he's just saying stuff like, no, 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 that's not good. Check this out. Sam, get these fingerprints. Right top an inch. No, no I, I, I want to find good. This is, this is good. This is fine. And this is fine, too. This is good. And nice. That's good. There's that, the phone. That's... No. 
no, 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 I, no. Well, this is, well, I don't, I... At one point, the, the camera actually shows Mankiewicz and uh, Malton looking at each other confused. Uh, it's pretty hard to watch. Uh, there are jump cuts in the Dick Tracy portion showing that it took some editing work to make it actually happen and make it make sense. And even then, it comes off as just bizarre. It's worth Googling Dick Tracy zooms in. It's pretty bad, but it's not meant to be good. And that, that is why this is so brilliant. One Twitter user called it a, quote, Andy Kaufman level trolling job. He's not doing these TV appearances to make a good product. He's only doing it to say F you to anyone like Tribune who wants the rights to the character. He's also keeping it from being public domain. It's sort of revenge. What he's doing is essentially squatting on the intellectual property. And whether or not you agree with what he's doing, it's pretty crazy to see this octogenarian on TV reliving a 1930s character he played in a film 33 years ago. It's a crazy story of petty revenge. And the internet says it's true. It's time for Yap Yap with me and a friend. And this week, we're talking to my friend Glenn Tickle. Glenn's a comedian. You may have heard Glenn on Dry Bar Comedy, Travel Channel, Cozy TV, Sirius XM. He's got a new special out. And uh, I'm really excited that you were able to join me today. Glenn, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. Uh, I was just having a spa day with my five-year-old. So if anybody's (laughs) watching the video and feels I look particularly glamorous, that is why. You, uh, you're wearing a necklace and you've got beautiful pink nails. Yeah. I don't know if the glitter, if the glitter eyeshadow is coming through. No, it's not. On but the feed, I was going to notice that your that. eyes, I was going to say your, your eyes look great, but I didn't know why. Um, <laughs> that's probably why. Yeah. Do you now, do I you I have get, lip gloss on too? I don't so know I don't if you saw my Facebook this week, but do you get the yap yap with me and a friend uh, I reference? Did, yeah, I did. Yeah. So that's what we're calling it now. Just because, um, I don't get enough feedback from from listeners, and when I do get feedback, I want people to know that I take it seriously. So that's right. what we're going to call this segment. I mean, I love nothing more than being petty about negative feedback. <laughs> this, so I'm on board. This is great. Um, <laughs> so let's move on, and then I want to I want to catch up a little bit and talk about you know what what you've been up to. But for this first question, we're going to play for a joke as we always do. So if you get it wrong, you got to tell me a joke. If you get it right, I'll tell you one. Here is the sure. question. Warren Beatty showed up as Dick Tracy for television interviews in 2010 and 2023. The question is why? A, to maintain rights to the character. B, to promote new TV Dick Tracy TV series. Or C, to celebrate law enforcement. Uh, It's A. I know this one. I love it. It's my favorite. Uh, Not time of year, I guess time of decade uh, (laughs) where Warren Beatty just, he, he, because it's to keep the rights to the character, he has to keep using it. Otherwise, he loses the, the rights. And I don't know if they go public domain or if they go back to somebody else. But he just, every couple of years, just spits out a weird Turner Classic movie special where <laughs> this time he was interviewing himself. Yeah. Uh, in character. And also, he's like, I think it was a Zoom call. So it's him <laughs> as Dick Tracy, also him as Warren it's, Beatty. It's and the, one the weirdest of the CMOs. thing. It was bananas and and that's why i was glad you just brought up pettiness because it really is a a decades-long petty revenge story by warren Beatty. um i guess the story is and and i had difficulty answering the question that you just asked which is what happens if he doesn't have it does it go into public domain um because 
the group that that uh, he fought with for the rights, who originally had the rights, went bankrupt. Um, yeah. So, which was Tribune Media. They don't they don't have the rights anymore. Um, they but they they were the, they were the ones that were claiming to Disney that they had the rights and they were in the works to put on a a TV show without Beatty. So yeah, it's this this most re- the one in 2010 is weird, but the one in 2023, which was Dick Tracy zooms in, is yeah. It's only 20. You can find it on YouTube. It's 27 minutes long, and it is bizarre. Um, it is like the legal minimum. He's like, <laughs> look, I used the character. Like you did, I guess. Yeah. But again, I don't know what I don't know what happens if he gives it up. And well, I know what doesn't happen is someone else makes a Dick Tracy movie. That's not. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I don't know. Uh, I, it's 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 wild because I remember that movie as a child because that was 89 was Batman. And everyone's like, oh, we're doing comic books now. Yeah. Warren, what do you got? And he's like, <laughs> Dick Tracy. And they're like, really? Really? That's the one? <laughs> like, no, we mean like one kids are going to want to see. He's like, no, no, no. Trust me. They're going to love it. Trust me. I'm going to get uh, Pacino. It's going to be great. I did. For yeah. sure. But I, I believe I'm in the minority. Uh, I, I did, too. And, you know, I don't know why, but in my head, it always gets melded with who framed Roger Rabbit. Did those come out in a similar like on the same year or, or similar uh, I time? forget what year Roger Rabbit was, but I mean, similar like cartoonish version that of could, a, a 40s setting yeah that could be all it is stylistically okay, so, a little similar i guess uh roger rabbit was 88 so it was two years before um okay. but yeah i think stylistically that's what it is is it it's kind of like a dark world very human adult world but with like um you know zany colors and, and comic book affect to it yeah so i owe you a joke my wife shouted at me, you're always acting like a detective. I want to split up. Eyes growing wide, I replied, great idea. We can cover more ground that way. <laughs> well played. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, I, I just absolutely love the, this story. And it's so bizarre and it's happening right now. And so I wouldn't be surprised if when Dick Tracy or when uh, Warren Beatty dies, if they do one more, either they've got it in the can or they prop up his corpse i know he he wants to yeah it's clear that he's holding on to the rights out of some other like petty reason it's spite but he also like has genuinely been trying to get the sequel done for years. (laughs) i I mean i don't know 2023 i don't know how active that still is but it's not it can't be it's not like the first one if i remember it kind of bombed like it didn't it didn't blow up the box office. That's why they didn't do another one. Right. And he's like, well, no, like this one, it, you know, you got to establish the world. Yeah. He's trying to make like the Empire Strikes Back of Dick Tracy. He wants that part <laughs> two that like really cements it as a franchise. Right. Yeah. I, I really couldn't get a good grasp as to how well it did. No one talks about it these days, which is crazy because you look at the cast. It yeah. should have been huge. And it, it wasn't small. I think it was the ninth grossing um, film that year. Um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't it didn't like blow up. my it favorite wasn't. film, Buckaroo Banzai, which lost like almost its entire budget. It just, <laughs> I think it just underperformed. Yeah. Yeah. It underperformed. It made money, but it underperformed. Right. Yeah. So you have a your your special is out now. Your new one. Yeah. Uh, Tell us uh, about month, it. As, a, as of the time of this recording, it's been out for a month. 
one month and how's it doing one month good good enough that i don't feel like it is a failure but good. there will obviously never be enough views or attention but uh i think it's at like Forty-three thousand views. I'm like, that's pretty good for a month. I mean, TikTok has ruined my ability to understand what good numbers are on things. <laughs> right. I like. I, I did a, a TikTok last week where I recited the opening for the A team, and it's at like half a million views. I'm Isn't like, that why? It's why crazy. That I know. I, I've I've had the same experience with TikTok. I recited the uh, monorail, um, yeah, narration, and it was like half a million overnight. Whereas like I'll spend a lot of time working on what I think is the best magic trick for a camera for a single, you know, iPhone shot and it won't do it'll, you know, 400. If if the Facebook algorithm is, you know, anything to base your career off of, what you got to do is uh, explain the most obvious magic tricks in the world. Yeah. And have just somebody act cartoonishly surprised. Yeah. Because that is like every third video facebook tries to show me i know is is just two people wordlessly doing magic at each other but like it's the most obvious stuff you can imagine yeah and the people that are making those they know that they're bad they know that they're bad they, they that they're mad bad video yeah. but they also know that the all of the comments that say this is horrible like this was obvious this is stupid i already knew this those are what are pumping the views because they're they're heating it up with engagement so it's gonna yeah. do it's gonna do well that way so yeah man what's the it's special like when people do mistakes on purpose in yeah. videos mm -hmm. which i admit or, i've done i've done misspellings like yeah but. like if sometimes if a, if you know uh tiktok and, and instagram reels will do captions like you can make yeah. put in captions and sometimes if it gets the caption wrong and it's something funny i'll leave it uh mm -hmm. because that's more fun and people it gives something people to talk about uh tell me the name of your what's the new, name of your special it is glentical against the world crime league uh okay. which is the the title of the never produced sequel for buckaroo bazai <laughs> again uh, across the eighth dimension uh because it was a joke in the credits or it wasn't a joke they meant it they really thought they had a franchise on their hands wow. but in the credits of that movie it says watch for buckaroo bonsai's next adventure buckaroo bonsai against the world crime league but it lost, I think, $16 million <laughs> of its $17 million budget. Yeah. Uh, so they never got around to that one. They put it out as a novel during the pandemic, if anybody's interested. Uh, it's not good. But uh, <laughs> so when I did the credits for my special Good Grief, it was like around the time that I first found this movie. And I was like, oh, I like that. I'll, I'll do that as a joke in the credits. I'll put Watch for Glenn Tickle's next adventure, Glenn Tickle against the World Crime League. And then when I was making the new special, it's like, well, I don't have a better title so i'll just Great. use i'll just stick with it fantastic um, and where can people see it it is on my youtube channel if you just okay. go to glentickle.com there's a link right there and it's got all my social media stuff and and things as well um, awesome but yeah it is it, we filmed it the the same venue where i recorded my first album uh so many years ago uh, in in beautiful Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, a place I do not live, but people think that I do because I do yeah. stuff like comedy specials there. All the I've time. been there. There's a uh, is there a casino there? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. The, I think uh, I've stayed. Formerly there. Sands, currently Wind Creek. I want to say. Yeah, I I've done a show somewhere around there. Uh, question two for this question: We're playing for a project you've been putting off. So if you get this wrong, whatever project around the house or maybe work related, whatever you want. Uh, sure. you know, you've got to get it done if, if you uh, get this wrong. So should get this wrong on purpose. Cause I got so much stuff I got to get done. I, yeah. And I've got, I've got a project that I want to do today. Um, like I said, I'm sick. I've been under the weather for a few days, but, um, 
there's a um, a table that last year I had a Lego phase. I went into I got into a Lego phase last year. Um, yeah, I feel one of those coming on. Oh my gosh, and there, it's an expensive phase to get into. Yeah, but it it all started because my wife got me the Home Alone house for Christmas, nice. and uh, then she got me the lighting kit for it, which got me like twice as much into it because that makes Legos <laughs> so much more fun. It's like once you do the build to put in the the yeah. the lighting, it's so cool. Uh, anyway. I have them all displayed like I have like all my Lego stuff displayed on this table and I'm moving it to a new spot because um, while I am Daunting. an adult child, I don't want visitors to our home to know that. So it's got to move to a less obvious <laughs> spot. Uh, okay. I honestly would have guessed the opposite. I thought I would have assumed you were moving it to a place of higher promise <laughs> to, to get own. more accolades for my Lego building yeah. abilities. No. It's it's embarrassing. I mean, it's literally in the main hallway on this little table we have. Uh, which was fine around Christmas because a couple of the things were Christmas related. Now it's just not cool anymore. Um, but it, it's almost Christmas again. So yeah, just leave it out a couple things weeks move, and you're golden. Things move slowly in the Kent house. Uh, in 1931, the Dick Tracy comic strip premiered in which one of these newspapers? A, the Detroit Mirror, B, the New York World, or C, the London Evening Standard? Ooh, I don't know this one. So that's Detroit, um, New York, or London. And this was the original uh, Chester Gould version. I feel like not London. New York feels too obvious, so I'm going to say Detroit. The answer is Detroit. You, my friend, are two for two. Detroit is the one. I think um, I talked about this every time. I, I so overthink how good i do at stuff like this i really want want to get the right answer in a way that i don't think is healthy and it really doesn't matter is the fun part like you know none (laughs) of this is all made up um so i will i when we get done with recording this i will move my legos to the other table um which is up i'm gonna keep procrastinating from finishing the extended cut of the special thing that i really gotta get outtakes and stuff I, I, there's just stuff I trimmed for time to get okay. it under an hour. Yeah. Uh, for the regular one, but I know people because the whole plan was to just put it on YouTube. But I know people are like, "Well, no, I want to buy it and like support you." Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to just sell them a thing they already can watch for free. But if I put ten more minutes in, then it's you know. Let me pick I your brain guilty on something as a comedian where sure um it's not a visual medium, but you have a video project that you have for sale. If you want to sell that at shows, like at the back of the room, how do you do that now? Because people aren't buying DVDs anymore. It's not DVDs, uh, as evidenced by the huge box of Good Grief DVDs <laughs> that I have, uh, or the several boxes of the the movie I made in college on DVD in my attic. Uh, so I've given up on DVDs as a medium. People will buy CDs, and I feel like really uh, what I what I've done for. My my first special was or not special uh, album was like if you buy the CD, there's a link where you can download the digital version because people don't want to like rip it and put it on their device or whatever. It's like just go to this site, you can download it. Yeah, but now it's irrelevant because you can just stream it anyway. So I will. It's true. I will have CDs of the special of the extended cut, and then if you buy that at a show, it'll have a link where you can download. Yeah, like the way I think about it is people on a cruise ship. They want to support you and they'll buy whatever you have just to support yeah. you. Like, so they'll buy a video and then they'll never watch it. It'll stay wrapped in the plastic forever. That's how I feel about CDs. Yeah. People will buy it to support me, but they're just, 
they're not taking the physical CD out and putting it in a player. Yeah. They're just, oh, I like that guy. He's funny. I'll buy his thing. And, and then, then they'll play it on Apple Music. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll go find it on like Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's that's really interesting because I've been thinking about, you know, if I were to sell a video, is a QR code enough to get people to scan this and then buy it on their phone? Is a download card have, the way to go where um, you sell a download card or the thumb drive or, you know, like there's a lot of ways to get people digital media. Yeah, I have trading cards that I oh, made you do have trading that cards. have QR that. codes on them. Yeah. And uh, that I thought was such a good idea. Yeah, I think so, but too. At merch tables, I spend just so much time explaining what trading cards are to people. <laughs> and it's like, how do you, these are not a new idea. These have been around since the yeah. dawn of printing, basically. Like, yeah, it's, I'm like, it's baseball cards, but all of the stuff is me. Like, it is like just, people it's are like still buying pictures of me on stage or like art about bits that I've done. Like, uh, I see people on TikTok doing like TikTok lives where all their whole TikTok live is just them opening trading cards. Yeah. So it's still relevant. Like people still know what that is. Or like um, I I thought they po- would Pokemon Go like, cards. Well, maybe and it's stuff? just they don't understand why why you I them. would have trading cards <laughs> of just me. Yeah. Um which is granted, I mean, it's one of the more narcissistic things I've done. I love in, the idea. I think in it's my great. Life. I I really thought I thought it was such a I thought I these would be flying off the shelf. <laughs> but it is like I said, it's a lot of me just trying to explain to people what they are or they try to take them for free. Yeah. Uh, CDs, they're like, well, no, I obviously have to pay money for that. But like this, maybe yeah, I'm the, just going to grab one of these on the way Maybe out. the trading card is free and the QR code on the card brings them to, you know, a download spot where they can pay then. Then they're not going to they're not going to do that, right? Like they're going to be they, yeah, they use so the QR I, code I when like they get home would, and then they don't buy The whole it. reason I wanted to put a special on YouTube was just like, I can send my mom a link to YouTube, you know, and she can just watch it. She doesn't have to sign up for anything or download something. It just works. Um, so I don't know. I don't have a good answer for your question, I guess, is the, the short version. Yeah. I, you can try doing thumb drives, I guess, but then people are just going to think you're trying to hack their mainframe. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I would really love to, to offer some physical product that was a download, but you know, it's kind of ruined now. Uh, let's move on. Question three for this question, we're going to play for a sticker as we always do. Uh, the regular, you know, three inch square, the internet says it's true sticker. If you join Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Michael Kent, you can not only get one of these stickers for you in the mail as part of your membership, but you get to see Glenn Tickle's nails, sparkly eyes, necklace, whatever else he's got going on. Yeah. Um, I look great right now. <laughs> there's nothing you're missing out if, the, if you're experiencing this audio only. They didn't do your hair. They didn't do anything to your hair, which... No, it is just its regular unkempt mess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was offered the role of the kid in Dick Tracy, but turned it down. Which one of these was the reason that he turned it down? A, his parents felt the script was too racy. B, he didn't get along with Warren Beatty. Or C, he made Home Alone instead. Ooh, uh, it's not a particularly racy script. Um... I don't remember what year Home Alone came out, but I feel like it was around that time. I do like, I don't know if it's true. I like the idea that he just, he just didn't like Warren Beatty. Uh, 
I hope it's still true. I'm going to say that one, and I hope it's still true. I hope it has been. I hope for whatever. I hope Macaulay Culkin's trying to get the rights uh, to <laughs> Dick Tracy, and that's why Warren won't let him go because they they're still mad at each other over some disagreement at craft services or something. <laughs> the answer. He made Home Alone instead. Uh, so as far as I know, there's no beef between uh, Macaulay and Beatty, but it would be I mean, a great beef. He's probably mad that he didn't do it. Yeah, one. possibly. Uh, it is interesting to note, however, that Catherine O'Hara, who had a small appearance in Dick Tracy as Taxi Garcia, also worked on Home Alone as Kevin McAllister's mother. So apparently, uh, you know, she didn't. Yeah, she was able to double. Clear to he double done both. Those. Yeah, apparently. I don't know how big Macaulay. the part of the kid was. Nor do I remember that role at all. I don't remember Catherine O'Hara in it. So I feel like that was pretty small. Yeah. Uh, Texi Garcia. That's like a, you know, third lead, I want to say. Oh, really? Let third, me, I'm going to. Maybe gonna, fourth. I'm going to It's Google the kid it. from Hook. I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Car- Corsmo. Charlie Corsmo played the kid. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember that now. It's like a, it's a actual normal looking role. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's, a, that's like the the kind of B storyline. There's the 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 crime of it all, but then also, uh, Dick Tracy has got to take care of this kid. Yeah, Glenn, you missed that one, so you won't get the uh, you won't get the internet says it's true sticker. Uh, sorry, but sorry, right. I did know. send you uh, an image uh, of of stickers that I'm having made. Because I feel like it's only fair since I didn't get the sticker question right. Okay. Oh, I like that. I actually I was gonna tell you that line, uh, the line that you call out in the sticker, which is "I'm a real yeah. boy with feelings." I was gonna text you and say that's such a great line. Um, Thank you. And it came in the context of the clip that you just posted on your TikTok, which was uh, what was the joke? What joke is that? Yeah. Oh, uh, NJ.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah news they, outlet. they made a list of celebrities, the most famous celebrities from every county in New Jersey. And not only <laughs> did they not pick me for Warren County, where I live, they picked Jason Voorhees, the murderer from Friday the 13th, like the fictional <laughs> character, because they shot the movie here. And they're like, that's fine. There's no famous people in that whole county that we need to worry about hurting. Uh, and it's like it. The the bit is. You know, I I genuinely was like a little insulted because there's like two people that I went to high school with where it's like if it was one of those two, like one of them uh, is like a, a performer I like respect. He's a couple years younger than me. And then the other one is like my friend's ex-girlfriend. And I was like, well, I hope it's not her. But, uh, you know, other than that, if it was like somebody that I didn't know was from here and it's like, oh, all right. Like, I get that I'm not that famous, but I exist. So I love I, it. I, trying to start a fight with nj.com over it well regardless of the joke the the punchline to that when when you know you say that line i'm a real boy with feelings just hit me just right uh so it was a great choice uh so for question four we're gonna play for doing the dishes so if this was the chore that you had to do earlier other than editing you know this is always is dick tracy was the 20th highest grossing film for touchstone pictures in the u.s so of all of the touchstone films 20th Highest. Of all all of, time, of all for time for Touchstone, which is not awful, which is not awful. Yeah. Which one of these was the highest for Touchstone in the U.S.? Was it okay. A. Coyote Ugly, B. Dead Poets Society, or C. Signs? 
can't imagine it's Dead Poets Society. Signs is bad, but I th- I think it's one of those ones where it's like other people think it's good, even though I think it's objectively bad. But I don't know if it would have like blown the doors off of the rest of the Touchstone catalog. Coyote Ugly, I do remember kind of being like a, in the zeitgeist for a while. So I'm going to say it's that one. The answer. People love Maria Bella. Sorry. <laughs> it's signs. So, is it? Yeah. Signs is terrible. So Coyote Ugly made 60 million domestically. Dead Poet Society did 95 million. Signs did, did 95, 95 for Dead Poets. Yeah. Sad kids in a cave get almost a hundred million dollars. Signs. Look, I love this. Dead Poets Society. It's a great film, but Signs did 227 million. That's the I I don't know that I've ever seen Coyote Ugly. I'm gonna say Signs is the is the worst of the three. You think? I've not seen uh, Coyote Ugly either. I've seen I saw Signs once. I don't remember. I saw it clips and I, with it me. was playing while I worked at a movie theater. So like I would have walked in to like make sure people weren't making out or whatever. Uh, man, Signs. I don't. Signs was like I was mad while I watched Signs. Signs was was Signs. I see dead people. Is that Signs? No, no. It was the follow up to Sixth Sense. I see Sixth Sense. That's right. Yeah, it's the one where there's aliens and a little girl leaves glasses of water everywhere, and Mel Gibson's dead wife is like giving everybody dumb clues, and it it's it just comes together in like the sloppiest putting together of puzzle pieces for a movie ending <laughs> i think i've ever seen wasn't it the one where like you just sort of see the alien briefly once yeah walking across a hallway yeah it's like they're watching news footage and somebody had like a camera running at a birthday party and you yes. see it for like two seconds you see them more at the end oh that's the one right. yeah. kid's got asthma so he like he survives the alien attack because they just spray spores up your nose or something but he couldn't <laughs> breathe so he was fine and then the way to fight the aliens was throw water on them. So good thing that little girl left all that water, all, even though you've been yelling at her. The whole, it was so, it was like the most obvious plant and payoff stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, this little girl leaves water everywhere. So they're going to use water to fight the aliens. Oh, the kid has asthma. All right. So the something about his asthma is going to be why he survives. Yeah. Oh, they, they keep saying swing away to Joaquin Phoenix. So he's going to hit him with a bat. Like it's so just paint by numbers, but it's all like the dumbest things yeah it's like if if any of those things were actually interesting on their own it would have been great so <laughs> sorry if m night Shyamalan's a listener but i really i don't like that much. sixth sense is good once at least you know sure i yeah i think like the fact that i didn't wasn't able to remember that signs was different than sixth sense tells you about everything you need to know Having yeah. each, I, I saw each good one until once. You know the twist, and then it's yeah. No one's going to watch it a second time and just you're to like, see oh, if you saw the thing. That's things. when I should have figured mm-hmm. it out. You know, I did that with uh, Haunting of Hill House, that series. Okay, it had a mm-hmm. ton of little Easter eggs that were fun for a second viewing. So you could go through the second viewing, find all the little, um, you know, references. So, uh, all right. So you're two for four so far, and this is the My final worst performance. On this <laughs> is that right? Uh, this one, actually, so you've got to do the dishes, actually. So uh, yeah, that's that's going to happen. Do that anyway. <laughs> my wife did the dishes this morning, so nails. I was I was fine either way on that one uh, because there were no dishes to do. Um, <laughs> this question is for all the marbles. If you get it right, you're welcome back on the podcast anytime. If you get it wrong, no more. Banned for life. No soup for you. What was the best comic book movie? 
great question. One, I, I have like genuine strong feelings about. Uh, so it's like, God, I don't want to say the wrong one because there are ones that are good that I really like. Only one can be the best. I'm going to say it's the adventures of Bucker Bonsai across <laughs> the eighth dimension, which is <laughs> not... You would. It's not based on a comic book, but in the world of the movie, uh, Buckaroo is like a comic book action hero. Okay. And then also Marvel did publish a comic book adaptation of the film. Yeah. Uh, and there have been comic book sequels uh, over the years since they couldn't get another movie made. They put out a couple comics. So never, I'm going to say it's, it's the adventure of Buckaroo Bonsai. I never realized all of the parallels between Buckaroo Bonsai and Dick Tracy. Uh, but in that way... They are very similar uh, in that, uh, you know, there's never been a follow up sequel. And yeah, the uh, rights are a little unclear. Right, That's why like, we don't we don't know who we even have to get an OK from to do another one. <laughs> Kevin Smith was attached to do like a TV series of it years ago. Really? And then he ended up walking away because they're like, yeah, we don't actually know who. Yeah. So it could be a huge waste of money. This. Can so I be like, honest? We'll figure it out. I've never seen this film. Most people haven't. <laughs> uh, well, I after every time you're on, I want to go and watch it, and then I forget. So I need to make a I, note to watch it. Since the special came out, I, a lot of people have been watching it and yeah. like reporting back to me, uh -huh. and almost all of them are like, why do you like this? <laughs> so many of my favorite movie choices would be the same because they're like nostalgia picks. Um, you know, things yeah, I like, found this one five years ago. It's not even it's that. not nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, the one that, that people say, why, what is that? It was, is time bandits, the Terry Gilliam eighties movie with, I, yeah, people I think I watched that for time. the first time around the same time I would watch. Bucky yeah. It's another like cult classic. In my opinion, it's a great Pretty movie, fun, but if I remember correctly. my brother and I go back and forth. He says it doesn't hold up. Um, and it, which I understand because at the end they didn't have an ending, so they just blew up the parents at the end because that was yeah. Well, sometimes parents. you got to blow up the parents. You That's know? just how it ends. Uh, my gosh! Uh, one more time, Glenn. You went. Uh, you went three for five. You're welcome back on the show anytime. And I want people Thanks. to go watch Glenn Tickle against the World Crime League. Is that did I say it right? That you nailed it. I, you might be the first one to get it correct. <laughs> it's a Tickle bad title. I against it the League. World Crime League. And you can see that on YouTube. Just search for Glenn Tickle. It's Glenn with one N. Um, and if nothing else, follow him on, on the socials because he's constantly putting out great stuff. Um, thanks so much for joining me today, man. Thank you for having me again, friend. That's all for this week. Thank you so much to Glenn Tickle for being my guest, and thanks to you for listening. Here's the voice of a kid who will play Dick Tracy after Warren Beatty dies. Thank you for listening to The Internet Says It's True. To listen to episodes ad-free and a week early, support us on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Michael Kent. If you learned something just now that you didn't already know, go to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That helps us a ton, because that's how the algorithm works. I don't know what an algorithm is, but just do it! See you next week for a brand new episode of The Internet Says It's True! The Internet Says It's True would like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help to make this show possible. Sean Brown, Joshua Endress, Dallas Ray, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Jim and Joanne Martin, Mitch and Andrew Joseph Kemplin, and the show's official emperor, Kick Track. 
The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and all audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 USC Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent.